Stand by for action. We are about to launch the soul of Detroit. That was impressive, Mark. I didn't know you had such range. In oh, your... I have incredible singing range. That is uh, Getty Lee somewhere <laughs> is cowering. Wow. But uh, I don't really want to talk about my fascination with Canadian rock bands because last time we did, I had to leave a very satisfying and, and fairly lucrative position. So uh, no, oh, that's right. No reference to Triumph. Forget uh, we won't even we won't even get to Chilliwack. So Rush is out too. But that's the vocal stylings of Mark Fellhauer in our very, very elegantly produced opening segment. Uh, Sean Windsor is here, looking uh, uh, bemused. And, uh, and our special guest today is Sean to Mann. To I think you're about to contradict yourself very soon. Um, we're joined by Sean Mann, who is now the CEO. Is that official? President, CEO, founder... Um, and also sweeps up the locker rooms for the Detroit City Football Club, Detroit's newest professional soccer team. And I'm asked all the time, which Detroit sports franchise, which Michigan sports franchise is going to be the next one to win a championship? And I'm always like, DCFC. (laughs) I mean, you guys are doing great. Yeah, yeah, we're humming. And we've got Sean on not only because uh, we think that Detroit City Football Club is one of the best things going in the city of Detroit, and I can say that now without having to to uh, how do I say this disclaim that I am an investor in the Keyworth Stadium renovation because those investors have been paid off, all the targets were met, and so now whether or not you go to the games, I have nothing to gain other than seeing your bright and shining faces there at one of the best fan experiences in the city of Detroit. So it won't help me one bit, but I still hope you come out to Keyworth this, I was going to say this summer, but it's uh, pretty soon. Yeah, the spring, winter, yeah, it's coming up real quick. So we're going to talk to Sean in just a minute about sort of how this new league came about, because as, as you may know, this team started out with a bunch of friends putting it together in, in ways it was... It was an amateur endeavor, but in no way amateurish. And now they made a big bet last year. Last time we had Sean on, we told him, don't screw it up. And uh, it looks like they didn't. So that's good. I wish everybody paid such close attention to the wisdom that we're dropping here in the basement. But first, I want to thank Northwestern Tech, who is our Facebook Live sponsor. Thanks to all of you who are watching us on Facebook Live. I want to remind you, too, that you're only getting a portion of the show on Facebook Live, so please continue to tune in and watch. But download the whole episode, not only because you missed some really good stuff that we don't put on Facebook for various reasons, but... uh, 
because we could use a download, so I'd just be completely candid. There's, there's, there's a real... We're doing fine. There's a real disclaimer. But, uh, but no, we are doing very well, and we appreciate your support because we're nowhere without you guys, and we're also nowhere without our sponsors. But Northwestern Tech, they are the heating and cooling school in Southfield, and HVAC is all they teach. The program is only about 10 and a half months. And uh, guys, if you think this is a sausage fest, it's not. Women are encouraged to come to Northwestern Tech and get involved in these professions. And the great thing about these professions is when we're talking about outsourcing and we're talking about jobs going away, the work that Northwestern Tech grads do has to be done here in the United States. You cannot offshore this. You will not be, your, your need, the need for you will not be affected by the coronavirus in some far flung country where they can't ship things over. So if you want a job, a career profession that will put you ahead, get you off the damn couch, get you in the game. And you can find out more about this at Northwestern Tech's website, which is northwesterntech, one word, dot edu. So northwesterntech.edu. And I think maybe I need to sign up for that Scripps Howard thing, which is probably not too far <laughs> down the road for it either. But, but listen. It's a long way to go. Yeah, get your ass over there. Tell them ML sent you, and then you can fix my toilet. Sound like a deal? Sounds Perfect. Like a good deal. So, Sean, speaking of fixing things, before we talk about the season coming up, uh, people can still get tickets, right? Because I know the gold pass is sold out, right? Yeah, um, the season ticket uh, still available. Best deal in sports, um, 120 bucks every game, uh, including postseason. Um, which you know, we hope we're banking on having yeah. postseason games. You know, so well, and and when you say every game, we're talking about more games this season than we've had in the past, right? Yeah. Um, so season's going from well, actually, we had our first game last Friday night in LA. Victory. Uh, yep, victory, and it will go uh, up until Thanksgiving uh, with the men's spring and fall seasons, and then in between we launched a women's team, and so that'll be the bridge between the two men's seasons. Oh, I forgot about the women's team. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, lots of soccer happening at Keyworth this year. So uh, Sean Windsor is going to be covering every game of the women's team, right, Sean? Sure. Cause <clears throat> you're sick of sure. men doing everything, so this is your chance. Be there. Just don't tell Mark. Well, I I am kind of curious. I didn't want to go down this path yet. Um, oh, about really adding. Well, no, about adding the women's team because I'm interested in the whole fight. I mean, it's hard enough getting soccer going. How do you do it with a women's team? Regard. I mean, the intention's good, but how do you make money on it? Yeah, I mean, um, it's anecdotal, but we had open tryouts for the women's team, uh, same way we did for the men's team. I was the first cut. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, you're not a woman. Yeah. No, because I'm really bad at soccer. But we did at the our clubhouse. You're saying women are bad at soccer? No, I'm saying I'm bad at soccer. But the the funny thing is, like, we had more people turn out for the women's tryout than we did the men's tryout. Um, and our rabid fans, um, you know, I think they're uh, passionate about the club. Uh, they also it's a progressive streak to them. So those people that set the atmosphere and setting off the smoke and just singing, chanting. Is it a professional team? No, it's going to be so it's an amateur it's starting the same place we started, uh, okay. the men's start. So it's college, off-season, May, June, July. Um, so our most rabid fans, like as a point of pride, are going to come to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that same atmosphere you're going to see. Uh, but also, you know, one of the things is last year we grew by adding all these youth clubs in the region. And we did these town halls. And, you know, we thought we'd get beat up at the town halls about parents being like, I don't want to hear their swearing. Is it safe going into Detroit? Oh, the Northern Guard. God bless you guys in the Northern Guard. Yeah, I'll we, never offend you. We thought that was the feedback we get. The only question we got was, why don't you have a women's team? Like, you know, half the 
you know, participants in this youth club are girls. Like, why don't you have mm. a team for them to look up to? So, well, and, and, and girls, young women's travel soccer is crazy. I have more friends whose daughters have gotten college scholarships playing soccer than have sons who are getting college scholarships playing soccer, which is, is, is saying something because there are so many more men's programs. But, uh, but yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of girls out there, and they're just as crazy as the boys playing 12 months out of the year. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's nuts. And we're, we're not seen, talking about girls, though. We're talking about women. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, what but, we've seen But is... girls become women. <laughs> well, the U market's the same, right? Well, they should be. I'm all for equality. No, I'm saying girls and women. Well, no, but my question was, I mean, they're- You animal. call women girls is what I'm saying. I call them chicks. Um, <laughs> I was trying to get to that. <laughs> There's a, you know, the women's is, like you said, amateur. Is there an intention to make them professional? And is that lucrative? I mean, we're approaching it. We'll take it year by year and grow it like we did the men's mm-hmm. team. Um, but Well, there is the NW. NWSL. Uh, yeah. Do they- are they profitable? Just out of curiosity. My understanding is not. Uh, there's not a lot of people making money in soccer, regardless of level of men's or women's. Um, but no, I don't think they are. But, you know, a lot of the people getting into soccer see it as like an affinity investment that it's generational. Sure. It's oh, like yeah. A quick return. Um, so one of the things I would say is um, the feedback um, from families has been tremendous, but also, uh, corporate partners. Um, you know, I think coming off the world cup, but just in general, uh, there's a lot of interest in women's soccer. So, well, certainly the women's world cup team was vastly, uh, vastly more successful than the men's world cup team. I guess we didn't actually have a world cup team, right? Yeah. Cause we didn't qualify. So let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's hear it. For, let's hear it for the ladies or the women or the girls or Chicks. Los, Los Chicas, whatever, whatever is going to satisfy Sean. Um, <laughs> Sean, Sean Windsor, Sean Mann, very satisfied from hard work. That's where it comes from. But Sean, uh, I want to talk about how you guys had been preparing to start this professional league, and then you did go professional, but there was kind of a tipping point there where it looked like, hey, is this all going to... F-? And I don't know that anybody really got a sense of how close you guys were to seeing this thing fall apart. So... um us and a group of other teams are kind of similarly community oriented, um, kind of have developed a reputation of being outsiders in American soccer. And big cities too. We're not talking about yep. around Michigan. We're talking, wasn't Nashville, Cosmos, Tampa, uh, New York, Chattanooga, yeah. Miami. Miami. Yeah. Um, and so um, there's U.S. Soccer Federation governs the sport of soccer in this country. Uh, you know, there's not really a governing body to baseball or football. There's the big leagues, okay. right, that really rule it. Um, so that U.S. Soccer's Federation is kind of in cahoots with Major League Soccer. Um, and they've put in place these rules that dictate which level of soccer you are or if you can call yourself professional. Um, we didn't technically meet the standards of being professional uh, just because our ownership group. We yeah, because you guys. didn't have a whale. You yeah, didn't we, have a, a billionaire behind you. Right. We were five guys. We chipped in $2,400 and lost sweat equity over eight years. And there were similar clubs who had done very well. And um, so we were being boxed out of professional soccer. So we were trying to form another league outside of those standards. Um, and that's what we announced. That's what we moved forward with. And over the course of the year, we ran at a roadblock over roadblock primarily over insurance. Um, so it's all starting to fall apart now. Yeah. Meanwhile, the rest of us are like, hey, I can't wait. We get another month of soccer. Hey, good job, Sean. I mean, right. were you guys freaking out? It's falling apart. Um, I found myself flying to, with 12 hours notice to Florida to meet with a random guy in the hopes of their insurance carrier. Found ourselves in conversations with Latino leagues in New Jersey who may be able to sanction us. Jeez, it was, it was sort of like, 
wild goose chase of trying to f- pull together. And in the end, you know, we promised that we were going to play the games in the fall. You know, we found a path to get them done in the fall, but we needed a long-term solution. Same time we were doing that, there was another league um, that was launching that was going to operate inside the U.S. sanctioning of U.S. soccer sanctioning. And so we ended up merging our efforts. And so now we, we jumped through the hoops and we are now professional. We've been certified by U.S. soccer as being professional. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a wild ride. But What league? Yeah. It sounds like there's too many leagues. Yeah, well, there's too what? many leagues, too many acronyms, and they all revolve around the same five words related to the nation and soccer. So it's <laughs> it's hard for fans to you know keep track of it. You know, well, it's hard enough like if you're a fan of you know European soccer to keep track of the tiers and what's what. But here, there's really no tiers, or are there tiers? No, there's. I mean, well, there would have been some tiers if that that extra season had been canceled. Yeah, I mean, and, it, and some angry people <laughs> with smoke bombs marching on Sean's house. Well, that's what so And it, Sean's address, by the way, we'll have that we'll have that at our website if you want to look that up um, mlsoldetroit.com. Yeah, no, it's silly. There are tiers. There's like the MLS is the first division, there's USL that's the second division and we're now the third division. But if there's but no there's promotion a, and regulation between the right. tiers, who cares? Exactly. Is that why there's too many throwaway leagues all that just pop up and disappear and then teams move around? No, I think that's a I mean there's lawsuits questioning like why do we have tiers if there's no promotion relegation? There was an entity that was trying to force promotion relegation. Um, U.S. Soccer is the only entity now that FIFA has an exemption for not requiring promotion relegation. So, um, yeah, I mean, frankly, at the end of it, like we were exhausted, and U.S. Soccer is a mess. And you know, for us, we're just focusing on putting on a great event at you know Keyworth and and just continuing being Detroit soccer team. Yeah, know? the average fan, I don't think really cares if they can go and just have a good time. And now um, you guys have expanded. Now there's a TV contract, which is big. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we're going to be on TV 20 this year. Um, most of our games will be broadcast on there, including a couple of the women's games. Um, that's where the Detroit Red Wings started broadcasting their t- their hockey games. On though. 20 or 50? I think it was on 50. channel. Tw- was it, wasn't it on? 50 was a monster. Weren't they on the past day? TV, which you only Pass, got yeah. after 8 o'clock on, or was it on TV originally? when you had to? So our broadcast partner is Stroh's. So you could be going all the way up there. How, how did that TV deal come together? Stroh's is my did- second favorite locally brewed beer, by the way. <laughs> did you go out to them? Did they come to you? Did you shop it? Yeah, we talked to them last year. Uh, we're actually self-producing it. Um, so Good, we, smart. Yeah, we reached a critical mass of sponsors that we were able to convince to like pay for it uh, and then some. And so, yeah, so you know, we're putting it on ourselves. We have the internal team to do TV broadcasts. So, um, if I can ask why, why TV twenty? Um, well, if you look at like practically speaking, Fox Sports has everything. So yeah, unless, until they get Fox Sports Detroit Ocho, like we're working <laughs> out. Like, yeah, you, know. you want to be able to. Yeah, out. but also uh, came out of like accessibility, right? Like mm. you know um, that we did a fan survey, and fewer than half of our fans not only have Fox Sports, they don't have cable anymore. So it really made no ah, sense. Board um, cutters. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, so we'll simulcast all the games streaming wise, uh, and then be most will be on. Oh, Fox that's Sports. perfect. Yeah. So I, I want to hear more about what's coming up. I I I I got I I keep fixating on this point, but I just as someone who has, loves a team has followed the team and looks forward to going to games, I remember thinking, "Are we going to get these extra games?" Just before we move on, tell me 
what you guys did to pull off that extra season that wasn't going to happen with all the teams you thought were going to be there. I mean, one or two came through, but I mean, we just calling people saying, Hey, if you can get to Detroit, you know, we, we got a game and you know, we get, we can buy you the beers. And is it like trying to find a goalie in hockey? You're like, Hey dude, will you, do we play goalie? I'll, we'll get you pizza afterwards, whatever you need. Yeah. I mean, I mentally have blocked out some of it like uh, PTSD. <laughs> um, you know, it was, it was a classic game example of like game theory where, you know, we started out 12 and then there were stronger and weaker ones, people who were like peeling off. And, and some people, I just told them like, you know, F off. Like, you, I know you're not going to get on a plane to come yeah. out here. And there was one squirrely guy in Arizona who had a plan that he's basically assigned five guys on a roster and then call in advance and like recruit like seven guys in Locally? each city he went to. Oh, geez. And I was just like, yeah, no, like Iron you're storming. done. Yeah, you're yeah. done. So, um, yeah, we, eventually for the fall, we got down to like, all right, who's the strongest six that we all can lean on depend on this is going to okay. happen. And that got us through the fall, and we were able to keep every home date we announced. Yep. And the play, the team shuffled around a bit, but for the most part, we kept to what we said we were going to do, which has always been core. So how close were you to this all falling apart? I mean, you guys have invested your time. This is your full-time job now. Yeah. You bought the Old City Ice Arena. Now you got a field house. This yeah. has become a very—you're working with youth leagues. I mean, you guys have really spread out, and I just— I just am wondering how close was it to this whole thing collapsing in on itself? I mean, you know, I, I now guess that I have, it hasn't, you can Yeah, tell. no, I guess I have crippling fear. <laughs> I, it could be tomorrow for all I know. Um, but no, um, I, I mean, we were always going to find some path. Like, failure wasn't an option. Um, so, yeah, one way or another, like, we're going to get some matches in. You know, well, Amy Klobuchar said the same thing. Uh, <laughs> And Pete Buttigieg before they dropped out, it, failure turned out to be an option. But but you're through the you're through the valley of death, and now you're strong coming into this season. Yeah, the strongest teams from the fall merged with the other league that was starting up at the same time. It's been a it's been a great marriage because that league has sanctioning from U.S. Soccer. We actually, you know, we frankly I think had the stronger teams and brands, and so it's worked out well. They have the infrastructure, and uh, you know now we're getting going, and we got eight teams now. We're adding a few more in the fall. It's got some momentum. Fun thing is, you know, it's the third division of American soccer for whatever that means. But, you know, we're playing teams. We're in L.A., San Diego, Oakland. So if you're a casual fan, like, it has, like, a degree of credibility um, okay. that we didn't have before. Okay. Before we get to the upcoming season and what you guys are offering and how people can get a, a part of it, we're going to move a little sheet metal here. It's because my friends at Zot Ford and Holly, they know that this whole go buy or lease your next vehicle from Zot Ford to support ML Soul of Detroit is a new concept for some of you. But what you need to know is that giving customers world-class service while making the entire process simple, fun, fast, and easy is nothing new to Zot Ford because that's what they've been doing for almost 20 years. And we would certainly appreciate it if you're in the market for a new whip to give our friends at Zot a shot. They promise they will not disappoint, plus they have the lowest prices, period. Underlined, capital letters, bold type, maybe even italicized. Only one exclamation point, but they're serious about this. For example, right now you can lease a new 2020 Ford Fusion, Ford EcoSport, or Ford F-150, your choice, all right around 100 bucks a month. Now, there's some conditions, so call our friends at Zot, and they'll talk you through it. You can have your choice of three brand-new Ford cars, trucks, or SUVs all around 100 bucks a month. Plus, Zot Ford is your lease turn-in headquarters. Any make, any model, over miles, body damage, payments remaining, no problem at all for Zot. They'll get you on a new ride for the new year. Check out their sensational deals and massive inventory at dealsinthed.com. 
please tell him ML sent you because not too many people have told him that. And we really need to support Zot so they continue to support us. And we're actually, we've invited them out to our big show on March 17th at the Cadu Cafe. That's a Tuesday. We'll be live from noon to 2 o'clock. We're going to hang around afterwards. We'll have some swag. There's going to be some music, lots of good food, lots of good music. And we're trying to get everybody we can who's connected to the show to come out and join us. So, Sean, we've got uh, a bigger season, a lot of travel. You're paying players, and you're still only charging 120 bucks for a season pass. How, how, how does that – where's the math there? I mean, that just seems impossible. Um. We're playing more games um, with the pro moniker being on TV. Corporate partnerships have increased, okay. so uh, that's helped uh, you know meet. Uh, but in a day, uh, yeah, it's butts in the seats. So um, most games are going to be on Saturdays, Saturday nights. So you know, the more people coming down to Keyworth, having a good time, drinking, you know, beers, not all days, but other beers, you know, um, just get it yourself. A yeah, good right. Well, the sponsors help. I mean, obviously it works only with the sponsors as this little podcast does. And I was reading that you guys added, and I thought this was very progressive or ballsy, as you might say, a marijuana company. Is that true? And was there any concern about that? I mean, it's legal recreationally around here. Yeah, I mean it's legal now. It's being rolled out. Um, you know what? We we actually ended up not moving forward with the partnership. Okay. Um, we ran into because of concerns. Um, we ran they, into they couldn't get enough food vendors to go with it. <laughs> it was a big drawback. Yeah, we ran into a mutual roadblock. We weren't uh, contending on, it. so we're on good terms with them. Um, but in everyone's best interest, we you know amicably um, have put that on hold. Is it because of the product? Um. Or is it because of other things? I just wonder because you know there's there's beer. Yeah, just outside politics. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So did you at least get like a dime bag out of it? <laughs> We're good. Re- yeah, we have a great relationships. Because you seem very relaxed for everything you've went through. <laughs> I'm wondering that maybe there's like a side deal here. It's like uh, some professional courtesy among the CEOs. They're like, Sean, you seem tense with this travel schedule. Yeah. Uh, I might be able to help you out with a little something. Yeah, just a- and it'll clear up your glaucoma. Yeah, laid back demeanor. Um, no, so um, okay. but yeah, great. It's interesting. We've been growing. Um, I think, I think we're all going to get there. Like it's inevitable that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But so. there's still, you know, it's not legal federally. So. Right. Yep. So you can see uh, why you know a bank or a healthcare provider might be a little cautious about it. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I think once the banks can get that cash deposited in their accounts, well, that's I mean. they'll be very open to it. Most of them can't. Yeah, because there's a lot of dough there. Yeah. So now, Sean Windsor has been to some of these DCFC games. Do you ever foresee the local media assigning a beat reporter to cover this team, Sean? Or what's the what's the tipping point? Because I know there's so much for the traditional media to coverage to cover, and because people have stopped paying for uh, the newspapers, the news organizations, which you shouldn't do, by the way. You need to support them too. So please subscribe to the Free Press of the News. Um, but there's such a demand on you guys. I remember there was a time when you'd have somebody who covered half of the Spartans in the Wolverine season, another reporter who would cover it, and there's a backup reporter. Now you guys seem to go nonstop, and that was before the sexual abuse scandals. That was before the administrations all turned out to be not good. I'll be kind there. Um, you know, how do you, how do you juggle that demand for all the good things going on that say, you know, we could use a Sean Windsor there? 
Oh, the, so there was a question in that? <laughs> I, uh, I thought you fell asleep half an hour ago, oh, so I was just trying to give you a chance to get the wheels turning. Oh, that's your voice, I guess. I thought you were going to ask me, do I foresee a sort of a cloud of smoke over the games? <laughs> there already the is. Stadium. It, right. No, I. Uh, it depends on readers. And, and whenever I've written about uh, events there, games there, the atmosphere there a couple times, and the response has been pretty good. Generally, when we send somebody there, the response has been pretty good i mean that's really it would come down to metrics to be honest with you what, what is I mean, the but big look we're, we're cutting back i mean i was at a red wings game last night we're talking to uh, some of the reporters we don't go to red wings games on the roads uh, at times now or pistons yeah. games or frankly we're skipping you know four or five series a year with the tigers yeah no it's hard it, it, it is and you it's, just can't um, spread yourself that thin i mean i'm grateful well okay that's not true but i'm i'm glad Okay, maybe that's not true. It's nice that you could make it today. That's guess. I know you were shocked I was at a Red Wings game last night, but no, but seriously, I was too. Not a bad you? game. No, it wasn't. They, were, comp- they, were, the they were surprisingly competitive. That's but, the bar now. Not a bad game. Well, no, you know when a, when a team from out of town is playing the Red Wings because their goalie never has a painted mask, which me, means it, it's always a guy they brought up from the minors. They're like, "Dude, uh, my mask will be back tomorrow." It's like, doesn't matter. We're playing the Red Wings. You get you well. Get let me just out. say that I was actually get thought your about, first win, kid. I thought about DCFC last night because if you were there, were you actually there? I was. I was okay. there. You sure? Okay. In any case, the atmosphere was uh, surprisingly fun last night, and I 90s think and, and it's bit, it was nineties night, maybe a little bit. Colorado McCarty was there, Dan McCarty, but there was a positivity in the stands in a way they didn't. I mean, they wanted to win, but they didn't really care, and it's been that way largely this year. And it reminded me of going to a soccer game in Hamtramck. It was two way. to one, so there's another reminder. Well, but but there's so much uh, not disgust. There's just so much frustration and sort of melancholy with the four pro sports teams. So it was nice to see that last night. It reminded me a little bit again of being in, in Hamtramck that way. It's uh, obviously the, those fans want wins too, but you're selling something else a little bit. And um, the Wings are onto that. It won't last. Obviously, they're going to have to start winning at some point. Yeah. But it, it reminded me of that a little bit last night. And I was surprised how many people were there. When I think of butts and seats, Sean, have you guys ever done any comparisons to find out on some nights whether you're drawn more than the Tigers? Oh. You guys, you, you max out around seventy five hundred, eight thousand, right? Yeah, um, there's got to be some nights it was close. There's probably some nights where it's been close, uh, especially like rain nights, because when it rains at our games, we still have pretty much ninety percent turnout. That's because soccer players are tough. They never lay on the ground rolling around right. with the fake. In- oh, maybe they do. Yeah, but it's still yeah. fun. It's still right? Um, yeah, I mean, um, they will play in the rain though. They do, and and when they and roll snow. around on the ground, you get that time back, right? I mean, so right. you yeah. get what you pay for. Yeah, sure, but we, um, yeah, you know, it's worth pointing out, like, um, you know, the product we're putting on the field right now. We only lost two games last year. We beat one of the top, you know, ten teams in Mexico, uh, which was shocking. Which was funny because, like, that was national news with the sports reporters in Mexico, uh, right. and so we're blowing up Twitter and Spanish. Um, but we yes, Detroit uh, football club. Yeah, I mean it was a colossal embarrassment for them, frankly. Yeah. Right, and uh, you know, so for us, um, yeah, I mean we're always striving for more of that. To, to that media. point, then, like, what what is the biggest challenge? Because obviously, is it just because it's soccer and people just don't want to have anything to do with the sport because they find it boring, um, or is it because you know, is do you need to brand it as an event? Doesn't matter what's going on in the field. I mean, how, how do you balance those two? I mean, uh, for us, you know, we're not MLS and we're in a major market, mm-hmm. so we're always going to go upstream against that until, you know, we cross that bridge if we ever do. Um, but it's not like there's an MLS team here. Right, right, right. Um, I guess it turns out having a billionaire 
doesn't get you an MLS team because there's a bunch of billionaires who think they know what they're doing. Well, and, if they were uh, serious about it. Eh. Well, I, you know, that, that's a battle. But well, as I, I it, always wonder, and we could do a whole show on this, and maybe we should, but on whether Dan Gilbert was ever serious about putting I mean. the soccer field over on the jail site or if that was just a hustle to get the jail, get the jail site. site. yeah. And then, oh, well, we got to put together a proposal. So, well, okay, we'll do Ford Field. Oh, I firmly believe that's <laughs> that's what happened there. That's neither here nor there, though, because you are the only game in town for soccer. How do you get, how do you get people to get over the stigma, I suppose? Um, and realize that there is something cool going on down there. In yeah, event to I go mean, to. I don't know if there's a stigma. I mean, oh, there's um, a stigma. Okay, there's an anti-soccer stigma. I mean, it's a uh, stigma. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're a legacy sports town. Um, you know, each of the teams have been around here for eighty plus years. Uh, they're culturally ingrained. Um, I think w- what we offer is a counterpoint to that. It is a different experience. Um, you know, it's more accessible, more affordable. Uh, you know. Just more fun, fun. I would argue, <laughs> yeah. um, at the moment. And uh, but um, you know, we did a fan survey I mentioned earlier, and you know, eighty some percent of our fans, number thing they rank why they come is the atmosphere. The atmosphere. Yeah. You know. What well, and for the the Northern Guard folks, I I gotta believe a lot of it is there's a big social aspect too, where people this is where sure. you come to see your friends, you yeah. know. And and our, uh, our clubhouse at the training facility, I joke, it's like a modern day Elks Lodge. Like if you are a fan, <laughs> you can walk in there and you're gonna meet somebody at the bar who you, you don't need to coordinate. You just right. walk in and you're gonna know people there. So how's the field house doing, by the way? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's one of the reasons we can take these risks because you know it helps. You know, puts us in the black. So. so I think I'm 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 joining the volleyball league there in a couple of weeks. So if, if we're looking for we're looking for a, a couple of setters out there, if you want to send me an email at ml solodetroit at gmail dot com. When's oh, it? Yeah, no, no, uh, Sean, were you getting ready to set <laughs> no, no. or were you, well, no, were you looking to block? I think he was writing that down to become <laughs> oh, a setter. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's just Mike for you. <laughs> I uh, no, exp- the, the atmosphere is is critical, and it's it's true in every sport. In baseball, there are 81 home games a year, and there are 30-some teams in a league, and most teams are going to not be very competitive, right? Or at least half of them. People grow up on baseball, though. No, but it, and, it's, and to your point, Mark, about there being a stigma, I was People hate soccer. I was a bit, look, man, let's, if we're going to be real. Mark, was, for the record, loves soccer. Love it. So Mike, he's not uh-huh. just trying to stir the pot. Mike and his little whatever last night at the arena at Little Caesars. But I was there. I was walking through the corridor, and what do you notice? It's lily white, but it's a different kind of lily white than soccer. Those fans are, right, a little bit more conservative. Soccer fans are a little bit more progressive. So to your point, Mark, I don't know if it's a stigma. It's trying to... I, I don't label people. It's the same, But there's studies and there are metrics that go with all this. And there are reasons that corporations dig into this or who their fan bases are. The NFL's fan base versus the NBA's fan base. Go to the Little Caesars when the Pistons are there. It's a completely different crowd from a completely different part of our metro area. Nobody's skating. Large. I noticed that right away. Well, yeah, well that's true, too. <laughs> that's a big difference. But, <laughs> so I don't know if it's a stigma, Mark. It's just different people have different tastes and they're from different backgrounds and they like different things. Sean, uh, before you go, tell people how they can get tickets, how they can get involved. Remind us when that first game is and um, and uh, not sold out yet. Uh, and do you have any international friendlies? You guys always seem to do a big event game every year. What's what's coming up for that? Yeah, none have been announced yet. We're working on those. Um, but you, you can just whisper it to yeah. Mark. <laughs> uh, but uh, Mark, get your mic ready. <laughs> home opener, uh, March 21st. Um, tickets at DebtCityFC.com. Match is sponsored by Tolmerdu on the heels of St. Patrick's Day, so we'll have some celebratory toast. Very nice. And uh, 
but yeah, um, new era for DCFC and first time uh, we've had a pro soccer team in generations. So how much are the individual tickets? $12. So that's pretty good. Yeah. And is that the same at the gate or are you pretty much sold out before you get $15 up to the at the gate? Yeah. 15. Okay. So I used to go see the Detroit express play at the silver dome who were garbage unless Trevor Francis was in town and they were world beaters. So it's nice to have professional soccer back in Detroit and, Again, you know, this is how Detroit's going to save itself. People coming together and saying, we want something, we're willing to work for something, we're willing to risk something. It is an amazing story. By Cracky, it just might work. Oh, it's it's a great story. So, Sean, thanks for coming. Good luck. And uh, once again, don't screw it up, man. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in. And I'll never change. It's time for our great debate, but first we're going to take a little pause for poise and for a little commerce. So if uh, if you are looking for a mortgage, and why wouldn't you be? Because the rates are getting better all the time. The, here's the silver lining from the coronavirus. The Fed is freaking out and they're going to lower rates. At some point... Probably some point soon. They announced it today. They yeah. It. yeah. So that's going to help the mortgage market. And already, if you're paying more than 4% on your mortgage, it makes sense to call Hall Financial. Because if you've got lingering high-interest credit card debt, what are you doing paying 20 30 whatever percent on that? When you can refi, take some cash out of your crib, get it in there, pay that stuff off, and then you'll be paying... Very low, single digits on all that stuff. Now, you may or may not know that right now rates are within fractions of a percentage point of the lowest they've been over the last decade. A smart idea would be to call the company with over 1,000 five-star reviews, including my own, and that's recently been averaging 10 days from start to finish. Not for me, because my idea was pretty crazy. All my fault, but the creative forces at Hall Financial... Dan Morrison. I was going to say Dan the man, but I think I, I, can't, I, think I like with St. Patrick's Day, we'll call him Dan Van Morrison. And his, uh, his able colleague, Sharon, I, I think it's pronounced Barcat, but I call it the Bearcat because she was like a tiger getting me that deal, trying to get me financing when it looked like I was going to be unemployed. In fact, I was very much unemployed for a little bit. But anyways, that's all changed. But it's a simple process, and it's no secret saving money is smart. You can get started by calling 248 248- 3085000 or going to davidhallmortgage.com. That's 2483085000 or davidhallmortgage.com. Please give them a call and when you do, tell them ML Soul of Detroit sent you. Equal housing lender NML S1467435. And now it's time for our great debate. And you know, this is one of these where as we talk about it, I'm going to be I'm going to be kind of I think wishy-washy on this because there is a middle school in Utah that requires kids to dance with anyone who asks. Now, I guess this may depend on what what end of the dance continuum you are. If you're a good-looking kid like Joe, it's a drag because you're telling all the ladies back off. There's only so much Joe to go around. Now, if you're in the boat with me, you're like, can you please dance with me? And then, ah, it burns! It burns! <laughs> Sean's looking at me and saying, like, who could turn you down? He's trying to hold well, my I hand can't. right now. I can't. I'm playing but, footsie and I appreciate the table. that. I appreciate that. It's, yeah. I take affection from any direction. Just keep your erection, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, family-friendly show here in the basement. <laughs> um, maybe it's the coronavirus. 
So anyways, this young lady at Laketon, Utah is uh, getting ready for the dance. She puts on her red and pink floral sundress over a long sleeve t-shirt and leggings, carefully arranges her hair, and then dances with the boy she really liked. And she was really happy. Good. But in the same breath, she was exasperated, her mother reports to the Washington Post, which you should subscribe to, because she had to dance with the boy she hates. And she was told, no, 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 you got to dance. The school principal rushed over and said, please don't say no. It's against the school rules. And there's a good reason for this. There is? Yes. They want to encourage kindness. They don't want kids to feel rejected. That's good, right? No. Well, kindness doesn't mean that you automatically get whatever you want. I mean, what about the respecting what the girl wants? If she doesn't want to dance with some loser, she should be saying, get away. I don't want to dance with you, loser. And as far okay, as... Okay, Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> well, what? I mean, I, I, he, he I, likes I to mean, call everybody losers, so that's fine calling a seventh grader a loser. Well, maybe he is. Plenty, she she plenty might of, have been an eighth grader. Hey, there's plenty of seventh graders that are losers. There's, it's not too late for that. Can we at least just say, okay, loser at 25? <laughs> But I've been hearing it for longer than that. But but so me too. You, so you, doesn't you, it build character to be told no? I'm con- you know what? I'm a little bit wishy-washy like you, but I, I'm with Mark on this one. I, I just you got to learn to deal with rejection. Adverser, yeah, you just do. Uh, and wow, here's okay. the, here's the thing: if they were going to say no slow dancing, right? If they if they if they if they Define the parameters of what the dance is and how you can dance and how close you have to be. You got to leave they, room for Jesus. And if they want to loosen that, if they want to spread that out, so to speak, and have it be a lot more casual. So to speak. Where are and, we going? And this? no slow dance. Well, I know that's where that so sort of Macarena, starts. Macarena, okay. Everything then, you, else. then maybe that's fine. You can say, you know what? If somebody asks you to dance, be kind and, and, and go dance with them. But there's if there's any hint at all of tension, and that starts in 7th and 8th grade, it does. Let's be real. Yeah. Then I'd think the the we can't say to women to young girls, you have to say yes. That's outrageous. So here's here's the uh, the school's position, and I guess the people who defend this policy. I didn't know this was in Utah, by the way. So. Oh, does that change everything? Oh, it. Well, yeah. It seems like this would be. This well, they're like trying to get them used to having ten ten guys at once. Oh my. Thank you. <laughs> what a bunch of losers. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it seems like a very Wow, our, our non-judgmental uh, uh, partner here is judging. I want to hear, why does the school... Oh, that's fine if that's your thing. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. Is it fine if that's your thing? Can we have a moment I don't of... judge plural, that. Plural marriages? Can we have a moment of silence Because God wants for, it? Uh, What's that? For plural Bill, marriages because uh, God wants it? Oh, evolution wants it. Who's my man, Bill from uh, from Weird Science? Evolution does not want marriage. Was in Big Love. Exactly. Are you having? I'm sorry. Are we having Bill Paxton? Is who you're talking? Can we have a moment of silence great for, show, for, uh, for Bill Bill Paxton? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We haven't talked enough. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. Man, I don't know I, if you've been keeping up with current events, Sean. I want to see how you. We can, just got our asses kicked. I want to see how you can possibly defend. Okay, this. so here's the defense: that the unwanted dance surfaced concerns about rape culture teaching children to appropriately handle rejection and respecting boundaries students set for themselves. So the people who think this is on, this should not be a policy say, yes, not only that you should be able to handle rejection, but they say that this is about teaching young girls that they can say no. Absolutely. Right. And young boys that they have to respect that more importantly. Here's what I want to know. Do the boys have to dance with whoever asks them to dance? You mean if it's another boy? If it's another boy. Oh, oh Jenny Jones, here we go. Yes, but, but, I, but I think that's an aspect of it too. What if 
I mean, once again, it's Utah, so unlikely. But what if another boy wanted to dance with a boy? Was he supposed to say no? Um, I haven't really thought that. I understand this, Mark. I'm sure you do, too, in theory, right? Like the, the intent behind it. But, but can you do that in other ways? It's a rule that looks nice on paper, but doesn't really exactly. exist in the real world. No, no, no. If you want to, if you want to do that with sports or something like that, we were at the Unif- or I was at the Unified Gathering basketball tournament in Novi a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's all about inclusion in a way that's you're, you're not going to make somebody feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Because they have to participate. They're being forced to participate in something. So I think there are other ways middle schools can teach this lesson. And, and is this supposed to uh, by the school's rule where you? have to do that does that how far is that going to extend a person's life are they always just gonna say okay you know you know what if they really want to get acquiesce to every you know um offer and just okay yeah never never learn to say no are you guys gonna kiss well i was just gonna say mark it are you gonna defend the other side ever on behalf of every dude which is pretty much me if we everybody i knew who got shot down at the dance Listen, I, I I'm going to say there's no harm. I got shot down all the time. I I still do. But if they really want to get radical and 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 does does Ann know you're bring this you know, <laughs> middle school girls to dance? doesn't Ann doesn't know me. <laughs> this is okay. But, how about at lunch? No, seriously. How about that they make the kids sit with kids they don't want to to eat lunch? I think that's dumb too. If you really no, if you really want to do it, so you got to mix your tables up and you got to. I mean, because that's what this is really all about, right? You're trying to get to understand and know other people that you otherwise wouldn't. There are other ways to do that. If we want to engineer socially, do it, at, do it at the lunch table. Before we, but then you're still forcing something that isn't, you know, natural. I mean, people want to be around themselves. You learn to accept other people in other cultures. You can't make people be friends. No, not to be friends, then, but then to there's see people them as like me who people. sat by themselves because they really wanted to. That's well, the only reason. I mean, I guess I was, I was in that camp too, but I don't know. Put uniforms on them and make you know make everybody look the same and Ugh. figure out. Each other by what comes out of their mouth. So well, speak. before we have a group hug, we're going to wrap up your great debate. Now let's get that hug. It's nice to know that though you like to subject women to that one, in that way. <laughs> I just, I just like how girly they are. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork! Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek, or we're turning into cool guys? Our Geek of the Week, perhaps not surprisingly, is someone in authority. It's a judge in Louisiana who resigned, God bless her, after getting caught using the N-word in texts that she said the public was never meant to see. Well, that kind of goes without saying. But uh, this judge, Judge Jesse LeBlanc, or maybe it's LeBlanc, I don't know, admitted to using the slur multiple times in a text exchange with her lover, in reference to a black Assumption Parish deputy and a black court clerk. The text messages came to light when they published a conversation the judge had with her lover, who was a sheriff's deputy. They had an eight-year affair, and LeBlanc, the judge, expressed anger that her lover, the deputy, who was also married, Mm. could have been seeing, I believe it's LeBlanc's clerk, who was black. She was also annoyed that Prejean, her deputy lover, might have been hanging out with his friend, who was also a deputy, and it was black, whom she called a thug, and the N-word, so Sean's in on this one right away, and the N-word multiple times during a December exchange. Now, this is unacceptable, and she's clearly an idiot, but this is what gets her geek of the week. She says, I know that I am not a racist. Wrong. I know that I treat 
everyone with respect. It doesn't matter who you are. Well, if you don't mind me saying, honey child, the one person who you didn't treat respect. Honey with, child? Wait, wait, that's, what? That's her middle I'm name. That's racist. her screen name. No wonder you don't want girls to be able to say no at a middle school I'm day. I'm going to get that's, ra- that's, racial I, here. I'm going to get racial. I, I said she was bad for saying she shouldn't have used the thug word. I thought I had Sean with me for the rest of the show, but it, it blew up in my face. No, I, you don't have me. I, I spotted that immediately. She was interchanging thug and the N-word, which is what I've been trying to get you to understand for a month. But I'm glad you finally see that. Context. And, and, and because you put those two words together means I should? No, sir, I will not concede. Oh, it means just acknowledge that people like this judge or honey child do. Why do you call it honey child? <laughs> you That's what it said. Oh, no, you, no, no, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Was the D silent? Did you say honey child? By the time this... <laughs> Is that what the, you said? Uh, that's racist. By the time this airs, my honey child no, 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 like voodoo voodoo child. cut out. And I'm Sean's about Hendrix. will stand black. alone. That's voodoo child. Anyways. <laughs> because so there's no D on that. She says she respects everyone except for the husband she'd been cheating on for eight years. So, Judge Jesse, not honey child, LeBlanc, sweetie pie, you are our geek of the week. Kisses. See you again. There's an all night party in And you can dance together all night if you've got the time. Welcome to Room 7609, where we take great new wave bands and try and draw some attention to some of their underappreciated work, or we take an underappreciated new wave band and try and elevate them to at least get a couple of clicks, because they've done some great work that everybody's missed. We're taking a little bit different direction today in honor of Sean Mann, our guest from Detroit City Football Club, in playing a new order song that actually was one of their biggest hits. But we need your help, folks, because there's some bands like New Order, who I love, Depeche Mode, who I love, The Smiths, who I love, The Cure, who I love, who have so many great songs that it's really hard to find one of theirs that hasn't gotten the attention it deserves. So if you have a suggestion, and we've we've gotten some in the past and recently as well, please send them to us at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. Please let us know what you think is an overlooked gem. And in the meantime, listen to this New Order song, their 1990 World Cup song. Oh, boy. (laughs) What was that? It's a theme song for the World Cup? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's why we picked it. Sean Mann. See, people do like soccer.
I know this is late news, but England didn't win the World Cup. That was a pretty terrible song. Yeah, so um, as someone who loves New Order, uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Mark says thumbs down. And you hate England because you love Ireland? Well, you know, I I actually love England. I love everybody, Sean, and everything. You specifically like Northern Ireland? Whoa. That didn't sound very New Order-ish, did it, to you? I mean, to me, I'm just, I don't know much about anything. Yeah, no, it sounded kind of uh, kind of hokey and kind of... Uh, I think they phoned contrived. it in. For the super, super poppy, really. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was definitely more accessible. And the one thing with New Order that, that I am always driven to is, uh, is the, the powerful bass lines and how the bass carries the melody. And this is just kind of a no, sing-songy, yeah, chirpy... Yeah, like Bananarama or whatever. That's, That's weird. Yeah. I like nice choice. I like banana hammocks. But, I uh, did like that cruel summer. I do not like banana hammocks. <laughs> so we're that sounds have a, slippery. We're gonna have a dress code here, folks. <laughs> so room seven six oh nine. I guess we're kind of backing into. We would love to bring to your attention some sort of underappreciated new order hit by bringing some new order shit uh, yeah, to you good this call. week. But uh, but we really wanted to make Sean feel welcome with a. The the biggest and the best new order uh, new wave soccer song we could find. It turns out that category is very small. <laughs> DCFC, Sean, not me, because you never want to make me feel welcome. I always want to make you feel welcome. Mark what about does. that shoulder rub in the green room? Mark does. <laughs> no, I don't You're always you. welcome. Yeah, I thought it was a shoulder rub, and Sean said, "I'm standing on my hands," and I said, "Oh, well, thank gross. God, you have the right to say no." Yeah. So you rub my feet? <laughs> I think it's the less said about it, the better, just for the sake of our families. Um, and and might as well come out in the open. And anybody listening who's had something to eat. I mean, I couldn't say no, right? You don't want anybody to exactly. say no for your middle school argument. <laughs> I just I just have a lot of pain, Sean. Yeah, yeah, and it made you who you are. I live with a lot of pain. Yes, a very sad, angry man who spends time in a basement cobbling. A dictator. I started my part-time job this week. That was Congratulations. Cool. Really? Yeah. I heard you were at the Free Press. I was at the That's Free Press. That's good news. So please, when I've been telling you to subscribe because I believe it's the the way it should be. I don't think anything worth uh, its salt should be uh, presumed to be free because a lot of people work hard to do it. Sean, among them, and I say that now because uh, we're in the same union and I'll be grieved if I don't. But I am now encouraging you to uh, subscribe to the Free Press because it's going to pay my frigging salary. That's so great. Before it makes... it was the right thing to do. Now it's another sponsor opportunity. And now this drop is applicable again. I'm from the Free Press. What's up my butt? Mm. So hurtful, so hurtful. But, and, and and there goes our. Why our, is that hurtful? Our well, well, because it was up my butt. <laughs> Have you been following the deal, I, I, Why would that hurt you at this point? Whoa. Okay, it's uh, time to go. Right. Oh shit, we got a couple minutes left. So I want to encourage you to join us. Get the day off because you know you're not going to do any work anyways. On March 17th at the Cadu Cafe. That's on the east side. It's on Cadu. I'm within stumbling distance, so I'm very excited about this. Mark's going to be there. Sean's going to be there. Joe's going to be there. Uh, you don't have to dance with anybody if you don't want to. And Still going to be a special guest showing up? Yes, we are going to have a very special guest, uh, Devin Skillion, uh, a fine East Side gentleman, a former colleague of mine at a local news station, is going to be there. We're going to have some more special guests who we'll announce between now and then. You're all welcome to come out. I believe it's free to get in. They're going to have food, beer, and when we're done, we're going to hang out with people. We're going to be selling some of our fine merchandise. If you can't wait or if you really want to impress us, you can get some of those uh, fine threads before the 17th by going to drewandmikestore.com where we have T-shirts, we have stickers. If you're too cheap to get a T-shirt, get a sticker and put it on a T-shirt and call it a 
sold the Detroit T-shirt. We don't care. We also have autographed copies of the Kwame Sutra, and we have our fantastic Soul of Detroit hockey jerseys. So uh, you can order those. They're all very reasonably priced and will be lovingly packaged and shipped expeditiously. You can support this endeavor by donating at our website. Mark, how do people give us their money? Uh, MLSolodetroit.com, little donate button. And it's pretty easy, right? Right to PayPal. Yeah. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are saying, no, it's not easy at all. I'm like... Prove me wrong. Try it, yeah, yeah, try just it. Just see how easy it is, and, and I think you'll challenge. You'll be very pleased, and, and so will we. And we want to hear from you. Please send us your suggestions. Send us your feedback, uh, mean tweets, whatever you got. Send them to us at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. You can give us a call. We'd love to hear your voice on these airwaves. Maybe you would, too. The way you do that is you dial up 313-288-9070. That's Butterfield eight nine. Zero seven zero. You can follow me on Facebook. That's ML Elric on Facebook. That's how you get the updates on the show. Or on Twitter, at Elric, at Twitter. That's at E-L-R-I-C-K. Please follow me on Facebook and Twitter because Drew is trying to trying to pass me on Facebook. He hasn't passed uh, yet? I don't think so. Oh, but, but once he wants to do something, it's really easy. Sean? Just one last thing. May I have this dance? <laughs> What's yeah, that yes, song yeah. about the dead kid dancing with her? Because you don't have a choice. Or whatever that is. What? You know Mary that, Jane's Last Dance? No, that sappy right? song about the guy Makes dancing with his James. daughter who's dying or something. They play it at weddings and everybody cries. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, tune in next week. Sounds terrible. To Room 7609. An uplifting song. Yes, to hear a, a horrible song. Or we uh, could listen to Mary Jane by Rick James. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Oh, damn. Okay, well, that's... That's down the hall. That's, that's I know a little, little too funky for you, but that's all right. No, no, just, no. that's just room sixty nine. Hey, wait! A oh, looks like it's time for us to go. You have been listening to ML Soul of Detroit on the Red Shovel Network. Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Yeah.